Welcome to Emergo Radio, a place where a brain-first lifestyle matters, a place of impact and inspiration, a place where your hosts, Dave Kenny and Susan Kenny, coach you to rise above. Hi, friends. My name is Dave Kenny here with Emergo Radio, and I'm here with my co-host, Susan Kenny. And Susan, we're going to have some fun today talking about a brain-healthy lifestyle and how the paleo lifestyle can enhance overall brain function. Sounds like a great topic, Dave. I know you're, you're pretty pumped about this too, and so am I. And with our decade-long experience of helping people overcome some pretty debilitating challenges in life and others, you know, executives who want a, just a wellness program to really optimize their performance, even parents and family members, we have learned that the paleo lifestyle and going back to our roots as people um, has really made a significant impact both on our brain health and our overall physical health. You want to speak to that? I do. As our listeners know, we run a residential wellness and recovery program. And so the people that we work with are really in crisis. That, that is our clientele. And those are the families that we talk to. So just before we, we came together to record this podcast, I was flipping through the February 2020 issue of Psychology Today. And I think this really sums up why this is so important and why a lifestyle makes such a difference. So here's the stats. 13% of teens in the U.S. experienced at least one depressive episode in 2007. This is up from 52% in the decade prior. Rates of suicide and self-harm also spiked among undergraduates between the year 2007 and 2018. But here's the hope. Here's the bright spot is that studies have been looking at lifestyle and particularly how you live, what the environment is, and focusing on food and nutrients So how the food we eat, says the article, and the nutrients it delivers guard against mental health disorders, including depression, preventing and treating depression with nutritional interventions requires an ensemble cast. What the article's focusing on is our macronutrients, which is the food that we eat and the micronutrients, which are supplements that, that support this diet. So the paleo lifestyle is multifaceted, though. It is not just about food, and that's what makes it so exciting, is that there are real things that we can do day-to-day, moment-to-moment, that are very ancestral. They work well with our body, and if the body is functioning well and is healthy, then so is the mind. And so the paleo lifestyle is food and hydration. We focus on movement, community, or sense of belonging. We focus on sleep and particularly around circadian rhythm, you know, sleep when it's dark, wake when it's light. We are meant to be in nature and we are meant to have different temperatures. So hot and cold are actually really important for human beings. So this is the entire paleo lifestyle. And we'd like to break it down from the point of view of how does it benefit people 
that are wanting more wellness in their lives, wanting more energy? And how does it benefit people in recovery? Why is it so important that we adapt to an ancestral lifestyle? So I want to back up a little bit. The Paleolithic, let's give people a little more of a foundation in that we're not talking about um, some new movement, actually. The Paleolithic lifestyle is pre-agriculture. And so that's when we evolved for about for about this, this phase is about 2.6 million years in duration. And that's when evolutionary wise, we actually, um, as humans, our brains grew in particular, our frontal lobes as a result of the foods that we're eating and our lifestyle that we're doing and our ability to, uh, the executive function, our ability to make choices change, our ability to solve problems, create fire and weapons and things like that. But the paleolithic lifestyle is not new. This is about 2.6 million years. And what is new is the agricultural age. And that's about 10,000 years. Now, as far as you know, any of us are concerned, it's a long time. But actually, in evolutionary terms, it's a fraction of the time. And so our bodies are still adjusting to this thing about, about processed sugars and, and grains and, and gluten. And our bodies actually are used to more natural plant fruit, nut, meat, and fish diet, and and also all of the movement that Susan has introduced earlier. So the Paleolithic diet, and it actually enhances brain health. And as we've talked about earlier, brain has a direct correlation to behavior, brain and behavior. And so when we're struggling, whether that's anxiety or depression, that is a brain-related issue. And the paleo lifestyle has the opportunity and ability to to uh, with neuroplasticity to be able to help you move beyond that. So with everything, why? Why do we want to implement something new? What's in it for me? And the reality is we're living in a time where people are experiencing massive amounts of burnout. And so they're exhausted, depleted. Um, and what burnout really means is that I have nothing left in the tank and I'm beginning to take it out on others. I, I am being critical. I'm being very difficult to be with. And, and that means I can't stand myself and others probably can't stand me either. So when you look at the why, the reason to implement a lifestyle, which is very complementary to our cellular structure is to increase energy. That's the reason to do this. The more energy you have, the more you're going to get done in your life, the more you're going to connect with your purpose, your meaning, and and being able to connect with others in a very healthy, happy way. So, Susan, this sounds fundamentally and philosophically okay, but I can see a lot of people going, well, now what? I mean, I, my life is filled with stress and speed and, and you know, what does this actually mean? And, and, and before we get into the practical side of it, I really believe it's important that people connect a why. And this, we're t- probably talking about a change for the majority of Americans and Canadians and a change in lifestyle. You've got to connect a why to that and the benefit of that. But I, but you know, one of our favorite people, uh, Melissa Hartwig, wrote a book called It Starts with Food. It's part of the Whole 30. And her premise is eat whole, nutrient dense foods for 30 days. 
and eliminate everything else and what and see what happens with rashes skin rashes and sleep stress levels uh parenting kids focus in school and so we can we can do anything for 30 days but we have to connect a why what's the benefit so that's so as we're approaching this i really want people to think about the benefit for them and and then they can begin to step into this and that's your motivation by the way so a lot of people, when they think about paleo, Dave, they think about a plate with a giant piece of meat on it. And and that's not what paleo is. And particularly the whole 30 that we're talking about is to take 30 days out of your life and create meals that are actually more plant-based. So when you look at a plate, it's actually going to be a majority of it is going to be plant you're going to have a lot of greens, a lot of veg, and some fruit. And you're going to have a very small portion of an animal protein. And that protein is about the size of your palm. So if you're looking at portion size, it is not what some people think, which is a massive carnivore diet. It's actually much more plant-based. And then the other things that you're going to have on your plate, maybe some nuts, some seeds, working with a lot of spices, a lot of herbs, and the fat content, we're going to focus on really good fats. What do I mean by that? Avocados are magnificent fat, coconut oil, cooking with coconut oil, finishing with an olive oil. Um, An avocado oil is good for cooking. What is not good, the opposite to that are seed oils. What you don't want in a Paleolithic diet is a dairy, particularly from a non-grass-fed, non-grass-finished animal. And we're going to get into that. You're eliminating legumes. You're eliminating the carbohydrates that are the pastas and, and very refined carbohydrates, also refined sugars. And basically think of it, eliminating anything that is processed. The benefit is that you're going to restore your gut, which in turn creates the ability for each cell in the body to begin to function differently. And ultimately, everybody who listens to us knows we're going to take it back to brain health. So eating like this is the optimal diet for the brain. Susan, we know that inflammation is behind a lot of illnesses and um, and even issues with um, how I feel and how my brain is functioning. Can you speak about things that maybe cause inflammation? And maybe these are the secret hidden things because, you know, we, we just, most people just think fast food is food. But can you talk about, you, you've just touched on seed, seed oils and other things. Can you talk about what things may cause inflammation, maybe even that I'm not aware of? Yeah. Well, first of all, let's define inflammation. So inflammation is the body's way of beginning to heal. So inflammation in and of itself is a good thing. If you hurt yourself, you sprain something, um, you know, there's a reason for the body to create inflammation. So it brings the healing to that area. What we're talking about is chronic inflammation. So the body isn't getting the message that it's safe. 
And so we can have inflammation in the gut, we can have inflammation in the brain, we can have inflammation, um, you know, maybe you notice that there's more fluid retention and you notice that your shoes aren't fitting as well or your boots aren't feeling, fitting as well. Everything feels a little tight. So often, even when people think that there's a lot of weight gain and they're chastising themselves or maybe not being very kind with weight, it can be inflammation in the body that needs to be reduced. So food is the number one thing that we can look at in order to help the body process any inflammation that causes emotional or physical pain. So back to that article that I referred, um, it talks about reversing inflammation in the, in the body, which we now know is connected to depression. So we also have talked about, and we've explored this in other podcasts, the connection, the gut brain connection and the gut being nicknamed the second brain. And we've also heard terms about microbiome and probiotics and leaky gut. There's a fabulous term that's out there. Uh, what it, What is all that and how does it impact and does it impact my brain? Mm-hmm. Yes, it absolutely 100% impacts your brain, Dave. So when the gut isn't functioning properly, and you talked about microbiome, which is very important. So when when we eat, there is bacteria that should be in certain specific areas and it breaks down the food that we eat and that creates building blocks for the rest of the body. When this system has been compromised and it's compromised with foods that are not good or illness that's happened, um, there's something that has compromised the system. So then we've really got to focus on gut healing. One of the paleolithic things that you're going to hear uh, that is a real miracle type of food is bone broths. So bone broths have the ability, they very gently heal the gut and they're actually a big part of the recommendations for a paleolithic lifestyle. And you've mentioned earlier about sleep. I'd like to just kind of switch gears a little bit mm-hmm. and get in, get into the sleep. And, um, you know, we've, I know people who take pride and I, you know, I went through all the whole week and I, I got four hours and five hours of sleep and talk about sleep, stress, brain, health, happiness. Yeah. Sleep is the new black. <laughs> That's it. I coined that phrase. We were on a radio interview yesterday and I came up with that. But I I do believe it's right. It is in vogue. And and you're right, Dave. Instead of we've come through decades of of people proudly, you know, I don't get any sleep and I, you know, I get this done. Well, the outcome of that is uh, that there's a lot of negative outcome for the body physically and, and emotionally. So let's talk about that. We need sleep for a number of reasons. What happens is when we drift off into sleep and sleep should come when it's dark, we should sleep for a seven to nine hour period. And that sleep actually is not going to sleep and being out for that seven to nine hours. Because again, if you think of things in an ancestral sense, we actually needed to be pretty aware of our surroundings because it was critical to our survival. So we don't actually lights out. And, and so many people come to us having taken sleep medications and they think that that type of sleep 
is is what a normal sleep is and it absolutely is not so in the beginning of the evening i think the best thing that you and i ever invested in was something called the aura rings o u r a and aura rings track our sleep we can use them for movement and a lot of other things but let's focus on sleep so when we first got our rings we both learned a lot about our natural sleep rhythms. So what actually happens is that when you fall asleep in the first part of sleep, you're in a very deep sleep. You're not in a REM state until later in the night. And you are actually very light sleep most of the time that you're in bed. So when people... Are, are thinking that they're aware and, oh my gosh, I heard that sound or I'm thinking that's a really normal sleep. And so I recommend everybody gets an aura ring. Our, our family for Christmas got the aura rings because we, we just love looking and, at and our And how data. do you find them and how do you spell that? O-U-R-A and just look online. Dot com, right? I, I, think, I think, but I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but you'll find it with aura. So you wear the ring and then the ring uploads the data. So after a couple of weeks, you start to see your own natural circadian rhythm. And it's different than everybody else in the family. So it's important to get to know yours. You need to sleep in a dark room. There can't be any light because our skin picks up light receptors. So get all technology and all lights. Invest in a great set of blackout blinds. We need darkness in order to be able to sleep. Get the technology out of your bedroom. Don't be, don't take your your iPhones and all of those things. And they have blue light, and they stimulate the brain when the brain should be wanting to sleep. So so after dinner, um, do your best to turn off technology or wear something called a blue light glass, which uh, the glasses really neutralize that blue light, which stimulates the brain instead of letting the natural melatonin take over and allow you to sleep. So at our recovery and wellness program, we do work a lot on uh, sleep hygiene. And so to have a good night's sleep isn't when I lay down. It is the hour or the even, even the afternoon prior to that. What am I eating and not eating and drinking bef- you know, from noon on? Alcohol actually disrupts sleep. Caffeine certainly does. So if you're drinking coffees in the afternoon, you're going to have a difficult time reaching a restorative sleep. So be mindful of that. But set an alarm. If you want to go to sleep at 10, set an alarm at 9 and treat that last hour as a sacred hour. Turn off technology or if you if you have to use technology or if you're into a show, put on a blue light, a good quality blue light glass. But begin to turn some lights off and begin to turn things down. Get a book. Uh, do all your bedtime stuff and get into a routine of this because the routine begins to reset your circadian rhythm. And I really love what we've learned too through neuroscience. This is a new development. The body has the lymph system and the lymph system helps the body. It heals the body. And the glymphatic system or the glymph system was not known until recently in neuroscience. And the glymph system at night helps to power wash and power cleanse the brain. And it takes toxins and extra proteins out of the brain and helps you in the morning. Those are the nights when you have those great sleeps. Well, part of that, not all of it, but part of it is that you've helped take some of those toxins out using the glymph system, which we were even unaware of until recently in neuroscience. 
this is the best kind of brainwashing, Dave. That's what this is. <laughs> You're brainwashing. And in a really healthy way. So this this goes even beyond sleep. Uh, the Huffington Post there have even incorporated, and I, and I offer this for entrepreneurs and for business leaders, they have sleep pods. And it's a little sleep pod. You go in for 20 minutes, you pick up, take a power snooze, but it's not for two hours in the middle of the day, but it's a 20-minute thing. So there's a lot of things you can do adopting from a business perspective a paleo lifestyle, more movement in the day, do a meeting while walking. Instead of a cup of coffee, walk the stairs or go outside, uh, take a nap or do a meditation in the middle of the afternoon because meditation does not actually uh, put you to sleep. It actually wakes your brain up. So don't do meditation before bed. You do it in the morning or in the afternoon because it helps stimulate the brain. And these are all paleo lifestyle things to process and do. Uh, the other thing for a great sleep is to not eat close to bedtime. So the digestion system takes a massive amount of energy. And what you'll notice if you actually get the aura ring is something that I learned about my own body. If I eat within a two to three hour period of going to sleep, my heart rate doesn't lower throughout the night. So I'm always in that state of arousal instead of getting a great night's sleep. And what I noticed is that when I had dinner and then I didn't have anything to eat afterwards, maybe a tea and I take a few supplements before bed, my heart rate lowered, which gave me an overall better sleep score. So eating before bed really challenges great sleep. I want to jump into nature and the impact of nature. Because if you're talking about Paleolithic, we weren't in buildings and cities. We lived in nature. And there is a science called biophilia. And biophilia is about how nature and animals impact our human spirit and our physiological body. And that's correct, that nature does have the impact on our body. It's a great book by Dr. John Raddy out of Harvard, and it's called Spark, the Revolutionary New Science of Exercise and the Brain. And he talks a lot about this, especially for schools, and, and you, you have an ADHD problem or a focus attention problem, uh, Get a, you know, move your body more, get on a stationary bike. So uh, he, uh, Dr. Raddy does a beautiful job talking about the science of exercise and overcoming depression and ADHD and other challenges. Um, and so biophilia is amazing. And I've actually seen Susan out in nature hugging trees before. Heck yeah. <laughs> I love tree hugging. Um, just a, a share. One of our clients last night, we were wrapping up and just asking best parts of the day. And he said right before, um, he was doing some learning during the day and we do movement every 1000 seconds. So every 16 minutes and 42 seconds, if we're doing learning, we'll get the group up and we'll do some breathing and some movement. And what he noticed is that his energy restored. So, so movement, very, very important, whether you just get up and move or whether you're in nature. So we've introduced a lot of subjects here. Um, but, but really what we're talking about doing is going back to eating real nutrient-dense whole foods. So when I go shopping, Susan, where am I shopping? 
Well, I guess it depends what area you live in, but farmers markets are amazing. There's so many great farm to table restaurants, even if, if you're wanting to go out. There is lots of grocery stores now that are they're even focusing on a paleolithic lifestyle. So there's sections in the grocery store you can look at and and they're providing the paleo food for you too. So it makes it easy. There's lots of online ordering. Um, if you look at the Whole30 website, so W-H-O-L-E, the number 30, they've got great resources on where to, where to buy things and have them delivered right to your door. So the last thing that we want to explore in the Paleolithic lifestyle is community, a sense of belonging. So part of the reason that we've become such an isolated community is technology, and we acknowledge that. And so the opposite to that is community and play and, and being together, whether that's cooking a meal together, whether that's playing a game together, whether it is being out in nature. It is really an important part of the Paleolithic lifestyle is the community and the belonging and real human connection. So before we wrap up here, and I want us to, we've recommended a few resources for people. I want us to think about your favorite resource in a moment. But the Paleo Lifestyle, again, um, it really is going back to that, uh, the Paleolithic age of about 2.6 million years long of how we evolved. And it's about food, about whole rich nutrient dense food hydration in this case waters we're not talking red bulls and gatorades uh, manufactured processed things no movement the brain loves oxygen it loves water it needs good proteins and amino acids and it needs good fats community our spirit needs this our brain of, of thrives on this we feel safer and we have a greater sense of purpose sleep absolutely critical getting in nature biophilia and all of these things combined and more compromise a paleo lifestyle which now if you want to talk about that enhances brain function and again fundamentally brain drives behavior. And so when we're typically, when we're living in an imbalanced state, it's our lifestyle that's imbalanced. So we had a friend of ours over the holidays has encountered some very significant physical challenges. And he's been enduring this for a while and hasn't paid attention to this. Right. And something that really hit us and the reason that we chose to do this podcast today on the Paleolithic lifestyle is that he posted on Facebook. It was on Facebook. It was in, and he showed some post-surgery things. He's, he's, he's had a a very serious condition and and a surgery and our prayers are with him. But it was interesting that he said he's, he's seen this, but has continued to just get shots of medications to, uh, to bandage solution it and not resolve the, resolve this. And so now he's looking back saying, Hey gang. And the post was, Hey gang, this is your one and only body. This is it for life. Listen to it and take care of it and be proactive about it. And and not just kind of if you've got a pain or something, if you've got if you've got knee pain, that's probably a sign of inflammation. And so so that's a sign if the knee pain is there or hip pain or back pain, that something else is going on. And we really encourage you to take a look at your lifestyle. Maybe even give it a shot for 30 days. 
and see what might happen. So we began this just talking about burnout. And this is the ultimate in self-care. If you focus on the food, the hydration, moving your body, a sense of community, getting good quality sleep, being in nature, turning off technology, engaging in in different temperatures for the body, you're going to make a massive difference in your life. It's going to carry through into everything that you do. So in closing, uh, we've mentioned some resources, a couple other of my favorites, the Paleo Cure from Chris Kresser with a K. Um, and Chris is an amazing leader in the field in the world of paleo lifestyle. Now, my desk here is the Paleo Principles. It's like a big encyclopedia Bible by Sarah Ballantyne, PhD. Um, and there's so many more things. We've talked about the whole 30 and Melissa Hartwick or Melissa Urban now, and that's a great resource. And our friends down in Australia, they got a great website. The name evades me right now, the Paleo uh, oh, the Paleo Way. Oh, the Paleo Way. Oh, great resource. And, Absolutely. That's um, Pete Evans. And, and amazing. And, and there's a great movie on Netflix, too, with Pete Evans. He's So he's they've got, got, they've got food and movement. So it, it, com- it combines all of this for you. Tremendous resource. Ultimately, if you're interested in experiencing this lifestyle... Every year in Austin, Texas, in the spring, is a wonderful convention called Paleo FX. So the letters F slash X. And people come from all over the world. It is one of the most amazing conventions we've ever attended. Uh, Dave and I, a few years ago, went. Austin is a beautiful place. It is filled with paleo restaurants and amazing food. And for a weekend, you can learn all about the Paleolithic lifestyle. I think if you can't attend, you can even do it online and you can witness all of the the greatness there. We said a, a few years ago when we went, we, it hit us at the end of the weekend. We were with people who were incredibly vibrant and healthy. And it was a, a joy to be there for the whole weekend. And that's the largest, as far as I know, it's the largest group of professionals, too. There's there's a lot of educated people there, um, and, and they've got tremendous events, Paleo FX, so something to look up. And uh, it's, it's what a great treat for yourself to invest in yourself and have a little getaway in Austin, Texas is a great town to go hang out. So in wrap-up, we always talk about at Emergo Radio and our recovery program, Emergo Recovery, it's about rising above. This whole podcast is about embracing a paleo lifestyle to rise above. And so, Susan, uh, we always talk about wrapping up this this um, podcast with something that today you commit to or have done that helps you personally rise above. And what's that for you? In December, I had the pleasure of going down to Ohio and taking the first step towards certification for something called Well Coaches, an amazingly run organization. We're going to have a guest, I think, on our podcast pretty soon that was, um, she's part of the, the team down there. What I'm doing to rise above is after we wrap up, I am signing up for the next two modules, which will complete my certification, Dave. Cool. I'm not as uh, as deep as you today, 
but just as powerful, I think, in today. Uh, earlier today, I did some orthomolecular restoration. Yeah, baby, really cool. What I mean by that is I went to our naturopathic doctor, Dr. McEachran, he's amazing, and uh, had a vitamin IV. And they're amazing. It's it's just boatloads of vitamins, minerals, and, and, and amino acids to help supercharge me. Forget the flu shot thing, that silliness compared to taking this proactive position. And, and so um, I had my vitamin IV earlier this afternoon. And we're both headed to hot yoga. Oh, well, that's, later that's too. Just, so that's we've got our a... community at Moto Yoga. Big <laughs> shout out to our Moto Yoga Berry team. We love you guys. Love going there. That's how I'm going to rise above. Moto Yoga. It really is. Hot Yoga is amazing. And it is community and movement and oxygen. There's a oh, You got to have a lot of hydration there too. So we're, I'm looking at the board and checking off a lot of things. Anyway, so this is Dave Kenny, and I'm here with my co-host. Susan Kenny. And we thank you very much for listening to us. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, if you could give us a, a five-star uh, ranking and maybe leave a real neat comment for us. We read them all and we'd really value and appreciate the support. Maybe share this with your friends or with your family and who knows, maybe something, uh, one of these podcasts can help somebody that's close to you as well. So we welcome that opportunity for you to, to share us with others. Thank you for your time and we help that you rise above in your day. Thanks everybody. In gratitude, we thank you for joining us on Emergo Radio, a place where you rise above with your hosts, Dave Kenny and Susan Kenny. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen and learn. Want more? You can reach us at emergoradio.com. That's E-M-E-R-G-O radio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.